Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff! We have a liftoff! Permission to board. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to bring me aboard. Permission to come aboard. Welcome to the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's D.A. Welcome inside the freshest edition of the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. This is the show within the show. This is all off-the-air content, and we like to think it's pretty good. So subscribe to it. It has its own feed on iTunes now. Just go to uh, play.it, and you'll see it under the Sports tab. Also go to iTunes and search PGP, Permission Granted Podcast. You'll see it there. And uh, it's always available on our Facebook page. We always tweet it out as well. And uh, it'll still be available on the normal DA Show iTunes feed. So uh, many places that you can acquire, procure, and listen to the PGP. Coming up a little later, uh, Mraz will join me, and uh, apparently there's uh, there's a threesome involved at the end of the PGP, so stay tuned for that. Exciting. But uh, first, I think it's so important for those that want to be part of the workforce to have opportunities to be part of the workforce, especially those that have served our country. And so there's a really important cause right now, and it's called Mission to Hire. And the mission started less than a year ago is a pledge to hire 500 veterans over the course of five years to be into the workforce and be, you know, uh, adapted once again and be productive once again and have a reason to be getting up every day, which is so important. And so this was launched by Service King, which is a national provider of high quality collision repair service. And it uh, was founded in Dallas. And it's launched in an effort to provide nearly half a million unemployed U.S. military veterans hands-on and career opportunities in fields that match their skill sets. Now, I have two grandfathers in my family, had one, one is still alive, that served in World War II. And, uh, and so it's always hit close to home to hear those that, uh, that come back from across seas serving, trying to adapt and trying to encourage the best way we can help them do that. So our next guest is a 13-year veteran of the U.S. Army and the National Guard. He served as a military police officer and a multiple launch rocket system repairer. He served in four separate deployments in Iraq and Afghanistan between 2002 and 2011. Our next guest is Jeremiah Keel. He joins us here on the show. Jeremiah, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thanks so much for joining us, and thanks so much for your service. Let's start with... This cause mission to hire. What is it right now in terms of a a dynamic out there? What's the what's the the mindset of those that have served that are trying to become employed? As this kind of number suggests, that there's a lot of unemployed U.S. military veterans out there trying to find work. Absolutely. Uh, what this is uh, designed for it gives the veteran an option. Um, I, I know myself when I got out of the military. 
uh, I, I didn't know who, who basically who had my back anymore. Um, what, what this does is it provides the veterans with opportunities, with career progression, with a fast-paced environment, which they're all used to, and ongoing training, which obviously, being military, we're used to as well. Uh, this, this gives uh, us veterans and, uh, and our spouses an opportunity to, uh, to have something to call a home again. Uh, what it does is it, uh, it gives us the opportunity to, uh, to keep going instead of uh, having to start a whole new, not really a whole new career, but, uh, but really it, it just it, it brings everything together. After, yeah. uh, after the service. You know, we, we discover uh, all types of stories in sports like this where guys retire and then the transition into the regular workforce is a difficult one. Now, obviously, there's a difference there in terms of serving and coming back home, but you served in four different deployments across Iraq and Afghanistan for about nine years. How is the transition for those that have served coming back stateside and trying to adjust to a quote-unquote normal life? Uh, uh, it's, it is, it's quite difficult. Um, I, not difficult in the sense of uh, you know, something that uh, is impossible, but difficult that, where you're going to have a lot of unknowns thrown at you. Um, you're going to have a lot of stuff that is going to come up that you never had to deal with in the military, and you thought you know, being military you had it. Uh, you had to do all this hard work and stuff, but uh, when you when you get back into the civilian world, there's a lot of stuff that uh, that you're, you're not prepared for. And with that, that's what this mission to hire is. It just it prepares uh, the soldiers who are getting out of the military. Uh, it, it provides them with you know the preparedness to you know to tackle it and and to be successful and to have that long-lasting career that uh, that they want. What's something that the, the regular civilians, us regular civilians, wouldn't realize is a difficult adjustment? What are some of the things that those that come back from deployment s- struggle to adjust to that maybe we wouldn't realize? Uh-huh. Everything from uh, typically, you know, just driving down the road. Uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of service members who have deployed before, a lot of veterans, uh, it's, it, it, that is in itself quite an adjustment. Uh, uh, with that, even you know, like going into superstores, going into department stores, uh, being around crowds of people, a lot of times that's that's hard to adjust to um, because of the, just the nature of being deployed all the time. You're always looking out for your, you know, yourself, your back, watching your back, watching your, you know, your family's back. So, uh, and then getting into the, like the whole healthcare and everything, all of that, pretty much everything, it, it, it needs to be re-looked at once you do get out. So that's, that's quite an adjustment that each soldier has to make on their own. And uh, so, yeah. So things that we kind of take for granted, you have been on high alert for years, right? And then you, you step back into a, a normal life situation and things that we take for granted where you don't have to always be looking over your shoulder and having to be on high alert that probably becomes total overstimulus, huh? Oh, absolutely, yes. Uh, I mean, my 13-year career, you know, my, my switch was flipped on for 13 years, and then one day, you know, they tell me, hey, you have to turn your switch off, and, you know, it, a lot of times that's hard to do. You can't really just do it overnight, and it takes time, uh, you know, and, and you need to find that home. You need to find that job where, uh, where you can kind of slowly, you know, flip that switch off and uh, that's that's one good thing about mission hire is it, it it definitely helps you know ease the transition in the civilian world. In 07, this is an incredible story. You became a canine handler training dogs to detect explosive odors, and you had a primary dog named Waco. 
which uh, you still care for today as a civilian, and he detected more than 50 IEDs along U.S. Special Forces in Afghanistan, which is just kind of amazing. Tell me about Waco. This dog just seems like he, he's an incredible, incredible uh, animal. Absolutely. Yeah, he, he, is, he is definitely my partner for life. Uh, uh, you know, he, well, once I got him, you know, we, we, we bonded right away. We connected right away. We, you know, the rapport was there. Uh, from that point on, you know, I, I knew, I didn't know that I was invincible per se, but uh, I knew that I could, I could tackle any situation that came my way with him right by my side. And, and that's pretty much what we did while we were deployed. And then uh, obviously, when I got back, uh, we we both had some medical issues, and uh, I got out, he got out, my adoption paperwork was in, and uh, and I, I went ahead, and you know, he saved my life over 50 times. You know, the least I could do is save his life once, and well, now he's sleeping on my son's bed with him at night, and he's got a nice warm warm house to come home to, or you know, hey, he he runs around in the yard, plays plays fetch, and he's uh, he's happy as can be. That's pretty awesome. So Waco is doing well. Oh, absolutely. That's great. So the, the mission2hire.careers website is an important one to go to, and I'm sure you would encourage many military veterans and their families to, to look into this. When they go to mission2hire.careers, what should they be prepared to, to kind of go over and look at? Well, just uh, there's going to be a lot of information on there. Just take their time, you know, figure out what their passion is. That, that's what I did. I, I found my passion was to help people, you know, being prior military mil- military police officer and canine uh, you know I, I love helping people i love protecting people and that's that's pretty much what this is is i, I you know i got into a job where i can i can give it back again and uh veterans going to this website veterans and their spouses uh you know at, at first it, it may seem like a, you know they're overloaded with information but you know the information is there they can read it at their leisure and uh, there's definitely so many options here. Uh, they can, you know, be anywhere from uh, the IT department to administrators to uh, body technicians actually working on the cars to mechanics uh, to a service advisor. Uh, any job that Service King has to offer, uh, that's what this mission to hire uh, is for. Mission to hire dot careers is the website. They are looking to hire 500 veterans over the course of five years. And uh, military spouses and military veterans should be looking at this website right now. It is an awesome, awesome cause. And over the course of 13 years with the U.S. Army and National Guard, Jeremiah Keel served as a military police officer and a multiple launch rocket system repairer. Joining us here on the show, Jeremiah, thank you so much for the time. Thank you so much for the service. I'm so glad to hear everything's going well. Absolutely. Thank you very much for giving me this opportunity. All the best. Thank you, Jeremiah. Thank you. Well, thanks so much to Jeremiah Keel for joining us here on the show. And once again, the website is mission2hire.careers, and that's the number two, mission, the number two, hire.careers. Moraz joins me now. Moraz, how are we doing? I'm doing great. How are you? That was a real enthusiastic hello. I guess I'm just, uh, I'm happy to see you. I haven't seen you in a few days. You've been taking off here on us. Uh, yeah, well, Friday I was in for Gottlieb. That's right. And so I did see you on Friday, but I just didn't do the normal show. Right. That's like the opposite Jerry Seinfeld world there. You're like Elaine going with the other people. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> and then Saturday morning, I flew down to Kentucky. My girlfriend uh, graduated from the University of Kentucky, and so she had an alumni event down there called Dance Blue, and it was awesome. It starts on Saturday, rolls into Sunday for 24 hours. Nearly 1,000 students 
dance for 24 hours to raise money for pediatric cancer research and support for their families. So the event is awesome, and they what they do is they have um, kind of a 14-minute uh, musical like montage, and you have to memorize all of the moves. Now, I don't know if you're a de- decent enough dancer to memorize this, Mraz, but every one of these kids has to do the same exact move over 14 minutes. Pretty difficult. Yeah, almost like a flash mob. Is that that's what they do? Kind of like that. You Line dancing it? flash mob guy. Yeah, I guess. I don't think I could. I don't have the brain capacity to do that. But good for them for doing that. It's awesome. I mean, and then you got 14 minutes times 24 hours. So I guess different groups come shuffling in and out. Nope, it's the same thousand kids because they've got to raise the money uh, well, to get in there. They don't stop for dinner. Anything? No, I mean they they might eat in between. It's like you do the 14 minutes and then your other 46 minutes of that hour. You're doing other dancing things that are huh. kind of less uh, scripted. There's other, like, entertainment portions of it, like talent show parts of it and other stuff. So it's you just got to stay up all night. You can't rest. You can't lay down. It's it's intense. And then they open it up at the old um, the old Memorial Coliseum where Kentucky basketball used Before to play. Before Rupp. Before Rupp. So this building is from, like, 1950. So That's a cool setting, though. It's really old school and awesome. And then – it's just open to everybody. They just keep the doors open. You can come in at any time and just watch them do this. And then there's like a big crescendo at the end where they, they flash the number. They raised over uh, $1.6 million this year doing it. That's that's great. My question also would be, you say like at the end crescendo. So what time do they start and end? It's like 2 p.m. to 2 p.m. 2 okay. p.m. Saturday to 2 p.m. Sunday. I'm saying you're not ending at 8 a.m. Everybody's trying to get in there, you know, <laughs> bacon and eggs for the crescendo. 2 p.m. is a good time yeah. to end. Okay. Yeah. So it, it was amazing. We went for like a couple hours on Saturday and then a couple hours on Sunday up until, like, when it ended. Uh, my girlfriend actually started, helped start this 11 years ago when she was in school. So she, like, set this in motion. So now she comes back every year to go see it. And That's whatnot. awesome. So it was really cool. So the, the event was awesome. I put some videos on Facebook and Twitter um, of all the kids dancing. It also made me realize, like, that the the music that they're dancing to now in college, I probably only know about. 50 to 60 percent of it are they doing a lot of like the house music hip-hop no, music no not not hip-hop or not house some hip-hop but just songs that i've never heard that i guess and i guess the point is like where would i hear songs anymore yeah i mean you the got radio you got to listen to like top 40 on the radio stuff like that i mean let's be honest you're pushing 40 sooner rather than later here <laughs> I'm on the wrong side of 35 <laughs> Yes, here. you are. So, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to know if you knew them. I knew some of them, but there was like an Aaron Carter song I didn't know. There Aaron was... Carter still making music? <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> that can't be new. <laughs> no, it can't be new. Can't I had be. never heard it before. I guess it's a throwback. Yeah, I mean, well, unless you're you're hitting me with the songs right now, how would I know? Because something tells me you're not going to be able to sing them properly back at me. No, no, I, I wouldn't. Uh, no, I, and I have to think of some other. Is this why you were excited just now when me and Joe told you we put new music into our folder to bump back with? Yeah, I'm fired up. Yeah, I like it. The odds that any of them are the songs you heard this week? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just feel like now i got to get my uh, music education on it. What I realize is if the song's not on the radio, how am I going to hear it? I've often told this to people when they say eventually just podcasts are going to rule the world. I don't buy that because you're going to need to hear new music somehow or another. Yeah, you will. But I guess you could just... If you're of a certain um, age group, it'll get like pushed to you. Like, hey, have you heard this song? We'll download it. Hey, we're, we're going to rely on word of mouth eventually for good music. I guess maybe YouTube videos. Like, this is oh, a I video hope we don't blown. go down that route. I just give well, me my how, radio. How do you think most songs are getting traction? Radio still. I think people still listen to. The, everybody has cars. You listen to the radio. But 
morass. There's only like two different genres of, of radio. There's like classic rock and top 40. How does every... No, hip-hop and country. Okay. Hip-hop, country. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Sports talk. Well, if you want to find music. If you music, yeah. Hip-hop, country, top 40. How else would you find out about new music? Like a college radio station that plays some experimental stuff? I guess. It'd have to be real expensive. Good point. I never really thought about it. I just rely on the radio to get me what I need. But it is true because anytime you do hear something on the radio and then like you like it or maybe you start, you like play a friend a song, oh, that's so three months ago, like you get one of those. Here's a good example. How many songs have you learned of or heard only because it was like used in a sports ad campaign? Oh, I mean the Flow Rider My House song. Okay, that's a good one. Um, the one that the NBA used, it's go- it, oh, it's going I, down for real. I would have never heard of that song outside of that. Aloe yeah. Black. Uh, Lupe Fiasco Superstar. Okay. That was another one, the, if you remember. The Aloe Black from the Bose commercial that uh, Colin Kaepernick. Right. Oh, I guess you're right. Subliminal you know? into the... Well, And so, like, I would have never heard of those songs on the radio, I don't think. They're out there. They got to be out there somewhere. <laughs> so I'm saying I don't, I don't know how you. You know what? It's true. Like I'm always in the car because like I live in an area where you need a car. But there's a lot of people in the city that just rely on riding the rails, right? And their iPod stuff. How do they listen to music? They're not listening to the radio. Well, and how about if you are, let's just say you're 41 years old, and you're like, ah, I'm just gonna listen to my old stuff. Yeah. And you never listen to the radio. Isn't it amazing how people just get stuck in their old ways? They won't open up to something new? Like, they'll just stay in that period of time the rest of their life? Well, I got to imagine that at some point we won't be listening to Top 40 or modern music. I hope I'm hip enough to, to stick with it. You think at 40 years old you're going to be listening to the same country, like new country? You're going to care about Nashville country? I hope I do. I want to stay relevant. At 40 years old, do you think you're going to care about what Carrie Underwood's still putting out? I hope I do. Oh, hello. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> So uh, that was a really cool event, and then um, I did a little barbecue. I went to a place. I I uh, yelped and I I Googled. Did you put up pictures of the barbecue? I did not. Uh, see, I was gonna say I only saw you eating the skyline chili. I didn't see yeah. a barbecue picture. Yeah, I did uh, Red State barbecue, which was solid. Got uh, the brisket and the pulled pork. Oh, good move. Good. You didn't yeah. go with the rib or at all. No, this is a two meat two meat platter. I mean, you couldn't extend it to three a little cornbread. I could. This well, we got some cornbread. We got some sides. I mean, I was I was stuffed. I could barely finish it. Yeah. Way. All right. You're not a man. You went with two instead of three meats. Uh, number two, I did try the skyline chili, and I feel like we'll discuss this on the air. Yeah, we have to because I I have a lot of questions about. It. I've yeah. done a lot of research on okay. skyline chili, so yeah. we'll have to get into that on the air. Well, because you don't realize that Lexington, Kentucky, where the university is. You fly into you can fly into Lexington, but it's a really small airport. Mm-hmm. We flew into Cincinnati because we got direct out of New York. And then it's an hour and 15 minutes south from Cincinnati. Real close. And the airport's actually in northern Kentucky. Isn't that weird? You get on these borders. It's crazy. So Cincinnati's actually a little bit of a tri-state area. They've got southern Ohio, Mm -hmm. southeastern Indiana, northern Kentucky. They all kind of connect right there. That's why somebody who's not geographically smart goes, why doesn't Kentucky have a football team? Uh Uh-uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are not far away. They got Cincinnati. Let me tell you, I didn't get to go to Rupp because they didn't have a game. I got to uh, check out the football stadium, Commonwealth Stadium. They just did a renovation. Really nice stadium. Plenty of room for Jared Lorenzen to come back and eat. Oh, yeah. Pillsbury (laughs) throw boy, baby. Pillsbury throw boy. I said to my girlfriend, I said, so when's the last time Kentucky football was any good? She's like, uh, 
Like maybe around Jared Lorenzen. I'm like, oh yeah. So it's Andre been, Woodson was the quarterback after. Been quite a bit. And then I looked up at the stadium and there was a picture of Tim Couch. I was like, oh well, there is Tim Couch. But that's now fifteen years ago. I didn't even realize Tim Couch went there. Oh yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> the Browns took a quarterback out of Kentucky. <laughs> Number one overall. I didn't honestly I didn't even realize that the Tim Couch was a Kentucky guy. Oof. Ah, Jared Lorenzen, Tim Couch, Andre Woodson. They, they trotted out some goodies in Kentucky. Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree. That's right. <laughs> we had Bud Dupree. Alvin Bud Dupree. Yeah. Made a tackle in the playoff game. <laughs> yeah. So um, so I, I at Memorial Coliseum was just a mo- the most amazing thing. It was built in 1950. They were there until 76, I believe. And the women still play there. So it's just this old, old barn. And I love campus that still use the old building. That's really cool. The acoustics are probably great, too, for the music and the dancing. Yeah, it's it's really, really great. I get, like, uh, time warped into those places. And I like how um, St. John's will use Carneseca Arena mm-hmm. for a couple of games. I wish everybody would do that for, like, one game a year. Yeah, you put on throwback uniforms, go back to a throwback building if you have one. And play some exhibition game. Right. You know, doesn't that be big? Like, Syracuse has an old manly field house, which they moved into the carrier dome from and they never use it after that and I was always I always felt like that would be such a great retro just one exhibition game a year a, th- a throwback style I like that I think you're onto something you, you should patent that well I don't know if that's anything that could be patented throwback night throwback night we'll have the games on the CBS Sports Network Jacob Wilkins can call him there we go it's a whole company tie-in hey before we go here um, do we know if the chicken challenge part do, is on or it uh, will not be the week that we wanted. Okay. Right now, it is tentative. Uh-huh. Uh, I guess I'm going to break some news for March 16th, a Wednesday night, which okay. I already looked in. You are in on the DA show that night. Okay. Uh, there was a lot of schedule conflicts around then. It's I would say it's about 85% confirmed on that date. Okay. And this is as if like 45 minutes ago, I was in an email. Ava Fiore, Cleats and Cleavage. She's, she's playing hard to get here. She set up the challenge. Let me tell you something. She doesn't come through. Are the aliens going to get after her on Twitter? Well, that's the thing. It's not like we challenged her. She challenged us. You can't back off. You come clean the bone. <laughs> Chicken Challenge 2016. <laughs> come clean the bone. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Your side B happens now. All right, welcome into Side B of the Permission Granted Podcast. Side B today will be a little bit of a threesome, as I am your executive producer of the DA Show, Sean Mraz, joined by a panel of uh, of co-hosts here on Side B. Jolton Joe Deluisio, Joe, how are you? I am doing very well, Mraz. How are you? I'm um, excellent. Jay Berman, how are you? Well, let me start by saying Juan Lagaris just hit a home run in spring training, actually an inter-squad game, so I'm very pumped about that. All right, well, I guess we can jump right into Jay Berman is foaming at the mouth to go see some Mets baseball this year. Is that correct? I know DA's pumped up. Joe, you were in the You Gotta Believe sweatshirt. A lot of Mets fever and baseball fever here as we are in our first Permission Granted podcast of March. Is that correct? Why wouldn't Mets fans be pumped? You should be. You guys should win the World Series going away. Absolutely. Now, uh, one thing we do have to bring up with the Mets is uh, as of taping today, uh, this morning, Mets star Ioannis Cespedes rolled up to uh, spring training on a freaking horse in cowboy gear. And basically now is starting to look like a clown, but you Med fans continue to defend him. Why is that clownish to you? I just don't get it. Well, Jay, as you know, with the whole, this has been a big story on Deadspin and everything like this, Cespedes is rolling up every day in the different cars. I actually think it's cool, and my problem is more so with the media covering that. That is a complete lie. That's not how you have portrayed your opinions in yes, the last has. two weeks. That's just a lie. 
I have a complete lie. I have said over and over again. I have no problem how the guy spends his money. Wants to buy as you many said cars over he wants. And over again, yes. you didn't say that once. I did, but you did, you just chose to, not to to ignore it. Joe, <laughs> have you heard me say this? I have not hear, heard you say anything. Okay. By the way, I have something else to give to you in a second. Uh, bottom line is this, though. Now you're rolling up in a horse with. I get it was something for Syndergaard or whatever. Showing up at Cowboy Gear, like enough, man. Yeah, you know, enough. You're part of the reason the Mets lost the World Series. Can the Mets win the championship before they act like a bunch of clowns and we get these pitchers thrown in our face? That pitching so great wasn't good enough to beat the Royals, was it? I think you're jealous. Is it? See, Jay keeps saying this. He thinks I'm jealous. I of think the Mets. you're jealous. And the, DA, Met, and the DA Mets said this back in October. Over New York. Oh, getting loud. You're used to the Yankees being number one, and you can't take the fact that you're no longer number one. You're, first of all, you're foolish if you're not jealous. I mean, why would I be jealous? You guys haven't won anything. You haven't won a thing. Jay, I, I've seen more World Series in my lifetime than you will in yours. And that's already done. All right? I could drop dead tomorrow. That's it. I'm good to go. And you're holding in a laugh now. Do you think <laughs> I'm going to drop dead? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> it crossed my mind. <laughs> Come on. Come on. All right. Whatever. Then Jody to the big EPC. All right. You know what? I Would it be a bad idea? I could see things are going to get tense. I mean, you ain't getting a raise, but still. I could see things are going to get tense here on the med front. So we're just going to we're just gonna flat out say it. Jody got very lucky in a parking lot last week. Is that right, Joe? Yeah, that's actually correct. Okay, so, Jay, this is why I want to bring you in, because it's nice to live vicariously through a young Joe. Apparently, Joe, over the week, was it over the weekend, Joe? Yeah. And you're panicking right now that they're going to be listening to this, aren't you? I'm not panicking. I just won't post this and repost it like I usually do with the other PGPs. So you went right up. For 430 followers. He went (laughs) right. Joe D went right up to a girl, Jay, at a bar and said flat out, I want to take you to Pound Town. <laughs> was that the verbiage you used? Uh, no. I, it was a lot more vulgar and uh, more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It was very vulgar aggressive? and aggressive. Aggressive, yes. Boy. And she came back. Uh, she wasn't too happy at first. And you knew the girl, right? I knew the girl, yeah. Right. Uh, so it's safe to say that. Safe to say. Were pet. you being sincere? Yes. I went up, like I said, I went up to her. Was she up, hot? Uh, she's all right. I mean, I've done better. I've done worse. Boy, I really wouldn't repost. <laughs> I'm now, just saying. Basically, I'm, she's a dog face. No, I wouldn't call her a dog face. But uh, you know, I was just—I just needed to get a job done that night. So, hey, listen, we've all been there. Now, but Joe, you swung and missed, right? No, no. And this I is, did not. I hit a—I hit a grand slam. This, I think oh. this is why I bring this Hello. up, Jay. Because if this were to happen to any of us, and and Tom D. Celestino works on the Doug Gottlieb show said this anyway, you're either getting slapped in the face, something else. Joe went up to a girl he knew and said this and got the job done some 15 minutes later. Isn't that remarkable? I don't believe it. I, I mean, I could show you some text messages if you'd like to see them. Yeah, I would like to see them. Very much. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't th- I don't think we could read them on, uh, on the podcast. And, and get this, Joe. Uh, Jay. Parking garage, right? It was a parking garage? Yes. In a car uh, or in the garage? It was in the car that which was in the garage. Which so, the heat, I hope the heat was on. The heat was not on. Um, I told her. I meant figuratively. Oh, figuratively. Sorry. Um, the car was on <laughs> the third it. level, and I said, "Let's pull this thing up to the top," and we went to the top and got down to business. Which is cr- like, what bar are you at where there's a parking garage close to it? And what are you drinking and driving that night? I actually did not bring my car, and she was completely sober. And she said yes, sober. Yes, she did. Wow. Isn't it amazing? Like Joe's not even a good looking dude in this house. I'm not. I don't know how I how it happened. I'm surprised still. So but but what kind of place are you at that has a parking garage attached to it? Well, in White Plains, these there's a whole strip of bars. So on the on, behind all the bars is just a huge parking garage where you could just put your cars in. That's unbelievable. 
Hey, Joe, you know you can't bring them back to mom because she doesn't want you bringing Hoochie well, Mama's back. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm on the road now. Was I'm the a, girl older or younger than you? She's a year older than me. Oh, a coog for Joe D, huh? Yeah, a little coog action. A little coog action. Now, Joe, are you going to partake on uh, this? is why I asked this because obviously you're a chick magnet. Myself, Jay Berman, uh, Mike Samter from Tiki and Tierney's show, as well as Tom DeCelestino from Doug Gottlieb's show are trying to put together a little um, work bachelor party in Atlantic City for a former employee, Adam Noodles Grassi, who's now over at NBC Sports Radio. He uh, he wanted to go to AC with a bunch of us or whatever. Would you partake in that? There is a very strong possibility that I will partake I in that. I don't think it would be a complete trip without Joe D. So, I mean, Joe D., what do you think, what kind of shenanigans would a group of us get in AC? Do you think it would be a dud? Or do you think we really would rev up the engines there's and we'd no have a good time? There's no way there's be a dud with, with Jay Berman. No chance there's a dud. No chance. It would be probably one of the best times of my life, I think. Honestly. We'd only do one night, right? We got to get in get out. Paint the town and get out of there. Yeah. Right? I mean, two, two nights we get ourselves into trouble. Yeah. We get into just... <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. You guys are married. I'm not, so... I, yeah, I, at the end of the day, I guess you could just blame it, it was all Joe. He did everything. Now, what would be your favorite part of the trip, Jay? Would you be into the gambling, the partying? What would be your both? Both. both. What do you, What do you, What's your game of choice when gambling? Believe it or not. Um, oh, don't tell me you're an old lady with the glasses playing slots. No, bingo. Um, <laughs> became a huge fan of late of roulette. And now really? here's the thing about roulette. Um, and it's not a guarantee. There's no guarantees in gambling. Um, but if you and this sounds stupider than um, than I mean it, but if you bring a lot of money and you have patience, um, you can win at roulette. It's not like blackjack because if you play blackjack the correct way, mm-hmm. if everybody plays the way they should, hits when they should, stays when they should, blackjack becomes complete luck. If everybody plays the correct way, everybody at your table plays the correct way, then you're just hoping for cards. And that's not necessarily bad. Right. But if you play you still the right have decent way, odds. Right. You play the right way, it's luck. Roulette, not that there's that much more skill involved, but you can it's win. It's a ball at roulette. bouncing into a square. I mean. Um, well, when I'm there and you're watching me, you'll be like, wow, he's good. Interesting. Joe, are you a gambler at all? Or are you just gonna be there looking for chicks? I'll probably just be looking for chicks, to be honest with you. I'd rather uh, gamble on games than blackjack. Or Well, you can't or, do that in ACB. Yeah, I know I can't do that. I'm just saying that's what I'd rather do. Mm. That would be fun. Maybe we should turn this into Vegas. What, may take a flight to Vegas? Why? Well, you can't drive. I mean, you well, could. It'd just take a while. Technically, you could, yeah. I mean, I don't know if we could handle Vegas, all of us. Plus, you know what the best part of this trip could be? Mike Samter striking out left and right with girls. Guy talks a big game. Does he not? Well, and do cl- we? Do he, we? He claims he slept with more than twenty women. I mean, yeah, slept next to them, maybe. Arrested after six of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we invite producer Shep? Shep from uh, absolutely from- not, because then you. I mean, unless you don't want to go with me. <laughs> I, I feel like he could throw uh, throw a little bit of a curveball. Okay, here's there. the thing: tight quarters, either a car and or a room cannot be shared with Shep. Why is that? Because of the filth and the odor. The guy might be looking for a hard bed to sleep on. <laughs> By the like, way, is this going to be for, uh, not me because I'm married and not you because you're married, but is this going to be sock on the uh, sock on the door kind of Good night? point. Joe, will you put a sock on the door if you come? Uh, no, you guys just come in the room if something's happening, something's happening. Hey. Film it right there. You can now put pics on Twitter, so. Is that right? What, dirty pics can go on Twitter? Right, but there's no description of... Uh, 
of um, is that is that true? Is that or you just it was a stuff? joke, tough guy. Would you guys be upset if I put the sock on the door and made you wait out? No, I'd be proud. We'd go back like champions. I mean, we'd feel like somebody conquered something. Here's the thing: if we're going to the room on our one night in AC, at that oh, we've called it a night. I mean, it's like <laughs> so. If I got to wait at that point, you know, it's like we're not going back to watch Everybody Loves Raymond reruns. <laughs> I mean, we're calling. It, we're probably stumbling, you know. It's a good point. You're gonna, and you can't be sleeping in the hallways. The guy comes back, you know, cleaning up waffle plates. You know what I mean? No problem. You guys come right in. Do we go on a fancy dinner? Yeah, sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Here's the thing, though. If we're turning it into one night, we got to leave early Saturday. Oh, of course, because you want to get there as early as possible. We may not be able to check in, but we can still get the plane. Well. We'll be able to check in because if we're there by midday, 12, 1, 2 o'clock. No, usually you can't check in at AC till like 3 o'clock. When are we making this actually happen? April, April or May. And looking forward to the post-podcast. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot going on. We're all happy. Adam Grossi is getting married here. Not everybody's been invited to his wedding from what we understand, but we still would like the more the merrier on the bachelor party. Oh, yeah. You know what? That could be a topic for another podcast. Not that I'm involved in any of these because I'm a bench guy here. But uh, we called you up off the bench today. What is the etiquette for inviting someone to the bachelor party that is not invited to the wedding? Because I have encountered this type of uh, hurdle in, in the past. I think if they're a cool dude. They're just in for the party and they don't care. I'm not invited to the wedding, so I'm coming to the bachelor yeah, party so it's just a little, for fun. It's a little awkward. It's a little awkward, but I'm not insulted. I didn't. I didn't. I knew Adam, but By the way, I wasn't you, that close with Adam. If you impress Adam, maybe things change. Maybe you get the invite. First of all, invites have not been sent. Just save the dates. True. You don't have the magnet. I've been staring at Adam for weeks on my fridge. Nice I, magnet. Stacy. Yeah. yeah. Coincidentally, your last name is Berman. Co- correct. Are you guys related? Uh, no. Uh, maybe back in the day, thousands of, thousands of years ago, but... All right. Well, the tie-in side be here. Cespedes is a jerk. We're going to have fun in AC, and Joe D somehow gets girls in a parking garage legally. By the way, lots of parking garages in Atlantic City. Can't wait. Good point. You don't need a sock on the door. Head to the parking garage. Uh, I need a car, though. I can't no, just no, go no, in no. the garage. I'll tell you why you don't, because it'll be warmer. We're going April or May. Maybe April a little chilly. Um, could be a problem for you in the Hire- performance department, but May, we could be looking at a warm And night. by the way, if Hire- I got to drive, but you guys are paying tolls. That's fine, but I'm sitting shotgun to and from. Higher chance I get arrested, though, if I have to do it outside of the car. At least inside and nobody of the gets, car. Nobody gets arrested in AC. See, you, you, just stop, you just stop 855-212. All right, well, back that's, that's going to wrap it up for the Permission Graded Podcast. You can follow Berman and his 200 followers at Jay Berman. You can follow Joe D. At Joe D. CBS. And you can follow me at Mraz CBS. Thanks for checking out the Permission Graded Podcast. Happy March, everyone. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.